0: Welcome, welcome one and all. My name is Rocky Mr. Magic, better known as Matt Williams, and this is the FCFC Book Club, the For Christ, For the Culture Book Club. I am here uh, tonight, uh, joined by my friend and partner in many different ventures. I'm going (laughs) to let him introduce himself.
1: What's up? What's up? Uh, name's David, aka Unique DNA, uh co host of the original Geek Podcast, uh Dads Who Like Anime Podcasts, uh FCFC, <laughs> admin, uh, and a lot of other stuff.
0: A <laughs> lot of other stuff. That's right. So, uh, the book that we are going to talk about today is Kindred by Octavia Butler. Um, content, uh, warnings. Um, this can be a very triggering book. Uh, so content warnings for, uh, heavy use of racial slurs, um, racial violence, uh, intense, uh, tormentous type violence, you know, whipping things of that nature, um, violence against women, especially sexual violence, um, and some mild, uh, language. And since mild language as in swearing, um, so this is probably not, uh, a, a book that you want to give your third grader, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, if you read it with uh, an older child or a teenager, something you may want to read with them um, because it, it, can, it definitely has some parts that could definitely be triggering uh, to anyone that's had any type of similar experience in their family or in their life um, with any of those things, especially the violence against women and, and such. So uh, a quick summary of this book Um, On June 9th, 1976, it is the 26th birthday of Dana, uh, a black woman married to Kevin Franklin, her white husband, and who live in Southern California. Uh, Mysteriously, on this day, Dana is somehow transported uh, to the 1800s, which begins a tumultuous uh, back and forth between the 1800s and the 1970s, uh, which she's eventually joined by her husband Kevin, um, as they interact with the people of her time in, uh, of that time, including a couple of Dana's ancestors. So from this point on, This is your spoiler warning going beyond this. You will hear spoilers in the book. So if you have not read the book, um, and you want to know what's going on before you continue to listen, this is where you want to pause and read the book, or at least read a summary of the book and then come back. You've been do warned. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Unique DNA, my man, uh, so let's, let's, let's talk about just overall before, you know, before we don't have to go, we don't have to go chapter by chapter. We don't have to be that organized, but, um, Good. Cause I'm not that organized. <laughs> that's cool. That, that's cool. Um, you and, uh, Alicia essentially who unfortunately isn't here. Suggest you two suggested this book. Um, i had not read this book before so this one was new to me but you had previously read it as as she had and y'all said oh that should be their our first book so what led you yourself to suggest this book because I, uh, I, I i did not expect what i read
1: <laughs> yeah um most people don't and and i think that's why uh At least for me that's that's one of the reasons why i I usually recommend it um the other reason is i guess i would say uh how long ago was that it was a while maybe 10 years ago um yeah that's probably about right maybe 10 years ago i was uh it was black history month actually february and i was looking for you know as you know but listeners may not know um I'm into fantasy, genre, sci-fi, all those things I like to read a lot as you can see from all the books behind me and the ones you can't see. Um and so uh yeah, I like to read a lot and I was looking for black sci-fi writers.
0: Okay. Um
1: because I had heard I had read somewhere or maybe I heard it on a podcast, I can't remember, but they were saying that like um they were saying that a lot of um you know, sci fi and, and fantasy and stuff is written by white people right? Uh, with white characters. Yep. And so, usually, even when there is a, a character that, that isn't described in this particular race, you automatically assume that they're white in um, your head, you know, your imagination.
0: And so, Generally, I was like, yeah. yeah. So, I was like, that's
1: interesting. I had never really thought about that before because I've been reading fantasy books my whole life and I never really thought about it, but it makes a lot of sense. And then I was like, well, I don't know any black <laughs> sci-fi writers or fantasy writers. And so I think I Googled it. I probably Googled it. Most likely I Googled it. <laughs> and um, uh, this book came up as one of the recommendations.
0: Okay. And
1: so it was like one of the first black um, authors of sci-fi that I read Um And one of the first black, you know, main characters that I read of a book, a sci-fi book. And so that's, I have a little bit of a emotional attachment to it because of that. But also, I mean, it's, 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 it's a story that doesn't, if you don't, if you don't read the premise and you don't know anything about it, it, it takes you by complete surprise. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, that was like, that it's a great book to talk about. Um, as, like, a first black author, you know, book. Um, Because, you know, even just the way it ends and everything, and I'm sure we'll get into that, but, like, you don't expect, like, as you go through this roller coaster with her, you don't expect (laughs) half the things that happen. Because it doesn't, none of it is predictable. At least not for me it wasn't. Um, And even on the second time around, or I don't know, this might be my third time reading it, but it still was like, ah, I expected her to do this, but actually she did this. And, you know, I expected this to happen, but that's, you know, that's the the storybook fantasy way things work. Right. But this is so much more grounded in reality. And it's like, this is actually how it would really play out. As much as we don't want it to play out this way, um, this is, if this was real, if this really mm-hmm. happened, this is more than likely the way it would have you Know played out, and this Don't is more do. than likely the way it would end it. Um, and so for me, for that, it's just it's it's you know, like I said, it, it's um, it's a great story that just it does it takes you by surprise at every turn because just when you think you got to figure it out, it's mm-hmm. like, huh, it's a little twist there, which is interesting. It keeps me, it's interesting to me because it's like, um, you know, so a lot of times when we read, especially fiction. We kind of disconnect from reality, and so we we kind of suspend our expectations of what would happen in reality. Right? Um, You know, we always like we expect the fiction, the fantasy, the you know fairy tale way for things to play out, and then when it doesn't, when it plays out like reality, you're like, whoa! (laughs) It's like a punch in the face, almost. You know, so um, yeah, that's why I picked it. Mostly.
0: Okay. Yeah, um okay, well that's that's a great reason. Um well then let's segue then into the start of this book. So in my as I said my summary, it's nineteen seventy-six. Um we're we're really thrust right into Um, This time travel premise pretty much from the from the jump here um, in this book, Um, you have Dana all of a sudden just going from uh, modern times to, you know, to the 19th, you know, early 19th century. And she sees a uh, young white male in the river and he's like drowning and she rescues him. Um, of course, the mother is close by and she's not grateful because, um, you know, Daniel's black and she's not gonna be treated properly. Right. And she disappears soon after, um, as the father appeared with a gun, um, and threatened, threatened her. And then she disappears, um. And her husband, in modern times, witnesses this and says she's only been gone for a few seconds. Where in her hour, in her time, in the eighteen hundreds, she was there for like an hour. Right. So, we've well, got this time slip thing that you know uh, the definitely kind of weird. Definitely feels like it's um. Well, first of all, I definitely thought she may be be just dreaming um, until he was like, the the husband's like, you just kind of disappeared right in front of me. Um, And I thought it was odd that um, he kind of didn't believe what she was saying because I'm like, you don't believe the explanation that you get from your wife as far as what happened. But you saw her disappear, so like your expectation of what's possible should completely be out the window because you <laughs> saw her disappear, so like that 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 tells you whatever you thought was impossible probably isn't impossible anymore because you you saw her disappear right in front of your eyes um and that, that that's something that's a peeve i've I have in just like fantasy and you know or sci-fi type literature where somebody witnesses something completely impossible um, or they thought was impossible. And then they still somehow have this attitude. Like that's, that's not, that's not happening. It's like, like um, I'll give you an example. Um, An independence day. Yeah. um, You know, the uh, Randy Quaid's character, They would make fun of him because he said he was kidnapped by aliens. And -hmm. then after the aliens show up and he's at uh, the recruiting for pilots at Area 51. And he's like, yeah, uh, after Nam, I got in the crop dusting. And, you know, I just want to say after I was kidnapped by aliens 10 years ago, I've been wanting for payback. And everyone like rolls their eyes at him. And it's like, (laughs) what are you rolling your eyes at? There's aliens up there. You just about to fly up and and (laughs) fight. How are you rolling your eyes at this dude? Because he claims he got kidnapped by aliens. And that's like the type of reaction that I just imagine. It's like, wait, I disappeared in front of you, but you don't believe that I traveled back in time. Are you like, are you kidding me right now? (laughs) Is that really where we're at? So (laughs) that just, that just, that grinds my gears. Um, So. You know, it's, This that happens, and also I'm going to be real. I didn't. I kind of rushed through the first chapter, so I didn't realize that Rufus was white. Um, and and honestly, like I don't I don't know any white Rufuses. Um, I've never even heard of a white Rufus. I'm sure there have been some, but I've never heard of any. And there's only two Rufuses I've ever even heard of in my entire life, and that's you know Rufus from Rufus and Shaka Khan. And my biological father happened to be named Rufus, oh, so never knew so, <laughs> yeah well but most people don't I don't talk about him much um but it's like it's not it's not a common name it's not a name you know especially in my lifetime that I've really ever heard um anybody white called so I automatically assumed that this Rufus was black um and then it made and then I was I was so confused at first I'm like why is this mom mad why is this dad threatening here like wait 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 this kid's white okay now I get it um
1: yeah well part of that too is like you you don't know you don't know that she she um she traveled back in time right, right. away yeah we like she she, right she just she thinks she traveled to a different place in the same time um but she doesn't know she doesn't realize right away
0: right um, That's right. cuz it's until the second time that she realizes um what what uh what year it is right yeah so
1: i think um you know cuz even she, she was like after she saved after she saved him she's like why is this lady like hitting me and like yeah. beating me up
0: It's like how dare her i just saved her yeah. life yeah and um
1: she didn't realize until the second time she goes back and she realizes, because uh, actually I think she asked him,
0: yeah, because um she yeah, when he's being a pyromaniac, she asks him what year it is, and he's like, "What do you mean, what year is it like what year is it eighteen nineteen she's like, what <laughs> nah <laughs> it's, like, it's eighteen nineteen so that yeah that 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 put her in a, in a weird space, and then trying to explain that to her husband upon the return. Um, and then her starting to figure out what caused the uh, time slips is pretty much what I call them. Um, being that, uh, you know, trauma that, you know, or danger of uh, that Rufus being put in, um, triggered, her being essentially called or pulled right to that time frame because um as she discovered in talking with her husband and in uh going you know kind of going over it is that she remembered uh old family bible from her ancestor alice mm-hmm. uh, who she interacted you know, interacted with and I uh, remember that in that Bible was uh, the names of her ancestors were written and that uh, Alice, uh, you know, had a child with a man named Rufus. And so Daniel's pretty convinced that this Rufus is, um, you know, a grand, a great, you know, great, 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 great grandparent of hers.
1: Yeah. What's that was an interesting um kind of turn of events if you will uh, cuz I was like I remember the first time I read it and I'm like oh okay so he's uh in my mind I'm thinking like cuz you know they they introduce at some point they introduce his father and he's like nothing yes. like his father um at that time you know he's kind of the opposite
0: and right because his father's he, mean and abusive and yeah
1: and he you know obviously hates black people um and he owned slaves and all these things so when kind of that revelation comes out that like you know she has this she has his ancestor named alice and he had she had children with rufus is like oh okay so was he you know maybe he was an abolitionist and maybe he was because he, he he referred to alice as his friend at right. one point and so it was like, oh, so it was like, oh, yeah, this is a nice love story, like you know, they, they Romeo and Juliet, they got together and and they were forbidden, and you know, had kids, and he took over the plantation, and you know, freed all the slaves, like that's what you're expecting to happen, right?
0: Or, um, or probably more hoping, <laughs>
1: or at least hoping, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that's what, the way you're hoping is gonna go, and as this whole time travel thing goes on and you know every every time she she goes back in time he's like you know he's matured by years um yes and so he's grown grown significantly
0: significantly over that time
1: yeah so like she goes back and he's like uh well like this this time when she goes back and with the um when he's like setting stuff on fire then she finds alice and then you know she almost gets raped by the um the patrolman
0: right yep
1: and she sees you know alice's father get beaten and dragged back to the plantation and um yeah it's just like it's like okay you're assuming at this point you're like oh okay i hope that this is like the turning point for for him for her you know for alice for everybody in the story so far
0: right especially because they had that conversation around the n-word and she's like you know you don't call me that um and this is why and he's like kind of like oh okay well he's like "Uh," but he but then he you know he was rationalizing he's like okay i won't say it to you when we're alone but you got to make sure you call me at least call me mister or, right. not, you know, or they're not going to believe anything. Something you know, it's going to be suspect.
1: Right. And so it was like, okay, that's okay. So he understands, or at least you think he does. And it's like, and you already know, he, he has some sympathy towards, um, black people. Because like I said, he has, he, he calls Alice's friend. Um, he's friends with some of the slaves on the plantation.
0: And, and he has his um, own like personal friend slave,
1: yeah. And Nigel. Yeah, and so you're like, okay. And then, you know, she goes when she she almost gets raped, and then because of that, uh, that's what we learn that fear triggers her return, um, to the present day, or at that time, present day, 1976. Right. Um. And so it's like, okay, so his near death triggers her returning to the past and then her fear of death triggers her to return into the future. And, you know, her and Kevin have a whole dialogue about that and they kind of figure it out. And then it's like, okay, then the, the next time they go back in time, like this time they both go together. Cause Kevin like grabs onto her. And, um, yes.
0: You know, and, she, and, and, and you know what? Well, I didn't, of course, because I started off, like, just not paying a a ton of attention I didn't realize Kevin wasn't black either Um, I thought, I thought Kevin was black because of what he did while she was resting So, um, because of the trauma of almost being raped by the patrolman, um, for those listening Dana is like, you know, she's tired, she's out of sorts She was trying to, you know, prevent, um Alice's you know dad from getting attacked and, and and beaten not able to do that but you know that wears somebody out so she's home worn out and because of the danger that she had expressed to Kevin he took it upon himself to tie uh, a rope around her with a bag uh, of that had like a knife and you know some um like like survival, survival gear. gear yeah some survival gear in it and um And then he grabs, you know, as he, and since she kind of had a trigger before it happens, before she um, disappears, she feels dizzy and woozy and kind of like swirling around, things swirling around. So he, she started to describe that again. So he grabs hold of her and he gets transported with her. So because of that preparation, I was thinking, well, Kevin's got to be black because He like he gets it. He's like, okay, he understands. Yeah, he's understanding. She's not gonna be able to survive without some of the stuff. And why not bring some modern things with us to give us an advantage? Her an advantage of survival and or going with her to be able to try to protect her. But then, um I realized that he wasn't black when, um when she had him bring the black history. The black. He's like, use all the books we have on black history. Yeah. Uh, and then the way like he, they were discussing, it was written that they were discussing that. I was like, "Oh no, Kevin ain't black." Yeah, he,
1: just, he didn't. He, he didn't fully understand. <laughs> he understood some things.
0: Yeah, he didn't fully get it. I was like, but okay. he ain't fully get it. And then yeah. it was
1: like, because she, I think she said something like, he said something to the effect of, "Like, why don't you just?" And she's like, "Seriously?" <laughs> like, oh no, it was
0: it, it was when he did not know what the patro- what patrollers were. Yeah, yeah dude, that's what was it was. Black. I was like, he's like, patrollers, What is that? I'm like huh (laughs) how you not know and then i was like oh kevin's white
1: okay they they don't really reveal it right away either because even like in the in the in the beginning um she's talking about how she lost her arm and she's kind of reliving the story of how she lost her arm and at the time they're like um he's like she's like oh what happened um you know what did did the police say to you whatever and he's like oh yeah they questioned me and uh you know i think they think i did it to you and you know all these different things and that made me think he was black at first because i was just like yeah that seems typical um (laughs) like of course they're gonna accuse you know the man even though that's her husband right um but then like going back and reading it again i'm like but then the way he said, like, oh, yeah, they let me go and, you know, all these different things, I was like, ah, like now it makes sense. Why, they, you know, why they now let him I go. Can. Yeah, why, like, like why he got off so easily, um, you know, even in, in 1976. <laughs> like why he, he still kind of got off easy instead of, even though they thought, you know, everybody assumed that he did it. It was like kind of like, okay, well, you know, you have a good day, sir. <laughs> you know, um, and so it it was like like going back and reading it again, and then you know getting through the whole story is almost like, and I, I'm sure that was part of her intention was t- to kind of show that like things haven't really changed that much, um, right. You know, for 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 all of them, uh, it's changed for them because they went they had this entire experience over the the, the year. Uh, I remember what I was the the year, it wasn't even a year; it's like a few months. But um, you know, everything around them hadn't really changed that much from like a hundred years before. Right. Um well actually more than a hundred years before, because it was like eighteen eighteen, nineteen or something like that. Right. Um so yeah, that was that was interesting. Just just to kind of reflect on, like, oh yeah. That, like the, the parallels that were there. They were subtle, but they were there.
0: Uh, one thing, you know, one thing I did not get. Um, and maybe you, it was just, it's something that white people probably would do. Um, and that's why, you know, it was written that way, but I didn't understand what the purpose was in telling Rufus that they were time travelers. I, I that just didn't make any sense to me. Like, how is that going to help your case? Because that's just going to make that person, even though they see you disappearing and reappearing right before Before their eyes, like telling them that you're a time traveler isn't, especially with someone in the 1819 mindset. That's not like they don't have sci-fi to read and have their imaginations, you know, be you receptive to the possibility of time travel. You know, they didn't grow up watching Back to the Future. You know, like they they don't have that in their minds. Like, hey, this could could this be happening? Like, there's no Einstein's theory of relativity. You know, right. there's there's none of that to say to t- to trigger imagination. to Say, oh, maybe we could go backward in time or go forward in time. Wouldn't that be cool? So telling them you're a time traveler, like, what does that really accomplish?
1: I think, well, two things. I think one, I think it it was, it was an, it was just kind of an explanation because he w- he was obviously he was like, you know, remember when he he said like, oh yeah, I saw you. But you were, it was different. You were in your bed and you were with some, you were with this other man and, and, you know, all this stuff. And so, and he wasn't, he wasn't a teenager yet
0: at that time. Yeah. He was still a kid. He thought they were like wrestling yeah.
1: or whatever. Yeah. 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 Cause it was right out there. <laughs> um, And so I think it was a little bit of a, just to like explain what was happening. Cause like, he's like, cause I think he even said like, how come I can see you? You know, and and, and, and you're not and you're not here, but. and you're not here. But like I can see you, and like you know, you're somewhere else, and everything looks, you know, more. I guess what we would call more modern, right? Um, for him, I guess it was just different.
0: Yeah, it looks strange to him. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I think it was one, just kind of like, well, I gotta explain this somehow, and and, he, and and she even said she's like, he's not gonna understand, but I'm gonna try, and. So I think that was one. And then I think number two, I think she assumed, like probably all of us did, that, like I said before, that he was um, sympathetic to, you know, black freedom, abolitionists, um, these things. And so it's like, well, maybe if he can see that, like, you know, 150 years from now... um, that we can coexist and we can even get married and you know all these different things and like you know black people aren't inferior to to them and different things like that that maybe that might influence what she already knows is going to happen of him you know getting together with alice and because we don't we didn't we didn't find out till way later till he's like in his you know 20s that how things played out um they didn't play out the way we thought they played it out in the beginning of the story. When we find out that they had children together, you know? So I think that, I think maybe, I mean, I guess in my opinion, like I would be like, I probably would do the same thing. Like I'd be okay. like, you know, look, look like, let me, here's proof. Cause like it hit in his mind. Right. Cause he, you know, he's like a what? Like a black woman can't marry a white man. Are you crazy? He even said that. I think, um, or he said something to that effect. Yeah. Um uh, when she's like, This is my husband, and he's like, No way. <laughs> um and so I think it was like it was a way to say, like, look, we're from the future. That's why we know certain things. And also like, here's here's a future that I'm I'm trying to show you a better future. Um, something that you I assume that you believe in. Um, which I think he kind of did. But I think because of the way things played out with Alice's husband, um, that it didn't turn out the way he expected it to. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I I don't think he truly believed until he saw like the the coins that, for some reason, were in Kevin's pocket, and he looked at the bicentennial quarter. Yeah, and you know, because he like he kept on repeating 1976. Like what? Yeah. I don't make <laughs> any sense, right? <laughs> um, he he was not he was not believing that. But when he saw that and had something tangible, physical that had like the number on it, and like he's like, wow, okay, maybe maybe they're not making this this whole right. time travel thing up. Yeah, you know, you know so that, and then but my you know i i was not hopeful i i kind of figured that um however alice and rufus had children that it was not going to be a a pleasant love story um i just i and and now and was and, and not so like to me i i kind of i kind of felt that way from the jump because while he seemed and and Octavia, you know, did a good job trying to make it seem like he was sympathetic and like he cared and like he was like, you know, I'm a a you know, friend to black you know, black people, stuff like that. Um, he reminded me a lot of um of the character Jeremy from Roll of Thunder Hear My Cry, the white the white kid from there. Because, yeah. you know, he was nice to the Logan family and, you know, walked with them to school and treated them nicely. But you know, as he got older, and you know, he had to, he had to make a choice between being a white man, and and that's in that you know post Civil War, you know, early 1900s society, or right. or become an outcast amongst his people and have no place to go because he couldn't like just live in the black neighborhood, Um but he wouldn't be accepted into you know his own neighborhoods, you know, outside you know, Jackson, you know, Mississippi, and between Jackson and Strawberry, Mississippi. So I kind of figured, even though Rufus is pretty, um, has his own trauma, obviously, because his fear of his father, you know, his father beating him, um, not being a nurturing father, not being a very loving, not being a a loving father, um, and then his over- overbearing, over, I can't say overloving, but over pampering um, mother who, and then of course those parents having that relationship where they pretty much can't stand each other. Um, You know, Rufus, I, I figured because of his own trauma, Rufus, his priorities were going to be himself. And while he seemed sympathetic, I could just tell he was going to, choose a side of I'm, I'm a white man and these are, you know, I own these slaves. I'm going to inherit this, um, this land, these slaves. And, you know, I'm going to, and he felt like, even though he liked some of them and treated them differently and, and a little bit better, that, that that still was enslaved. People still had to know their place. Mm-hmm. And he thought that he was better than his father or his mother who were a lot more openly, you know, uh, had a lot more open disdain, and you know, no regard for those enslaved people. He thought because he sounded like he did that he was, you know, better than them, but he didn't do anything to change their actual condition. So, you know, he's not any better than they are. He just thinks he is, and that is, you know, a scary um, mindset. You know, yeah. obviously for us because it's like you think you're our friend, but you're not our friend. Mm. You know. Um, and and he really I mean he and he really thought that and he j- tried to justify himself so much, especially later on where he's an adult and um after Alice uh and Isaac got caught, um her and her husband Isaac got caught and beaten and Alice, he bought Alice and which um, and enslaved her because she was born free and you know try to convince Dana to convince her to give herself to him willingly instead of him having to rape her like, like he was like I'm doing her a favor like, that's not doing anybody a favor right? you know um,
1: yeah and uh, that's when I realized like He's his father's son, <laughs> you oh, know. Yeah. Um, see, before that, I felt like he was. I felt like he could have went either way, but I think what happened was that she, you know, Dana spent a few. She would spend a few days, you know. At days one point, or months. Yeah, yeah. At, at, the longest stretch was a few months, um, but mostly it was like a few days. She would come. She would save his life. Sometimes it was only a few hours. Right, um, she'd come save his life and be gone, um, but then there was the one that was like a few months, and then, you know, after she had, after she got, you know, she was, yeah, she was beaten.
0: She um, got beaten.
1: Yeah, she got whipped by his father. She was gone for years.
0: Yeah, she was back in in seventy six for eight days, which ended up yeah being five years in there in that time. Right
1: right so so um in that time i mean the world is going to keep continue to keep shaping him and molding him and so these little these little glimpses and these little you know nuggets that she's dropping it just it's just not enough no. <laughs> you know what i mean it was like as much as we hoped that it was especially when he was younger and he was still moldable and shapeable it was like Oh me you know, maybe he, maybe he can turn this whole story around, and you know, he can be the, the, the. You know, he can be better than his father and his mother. Um, but at the end of the day, like she's there a few months, a few hours, a few days. Um, the rest of the time, like he's still being molded by the world, which is eighteen. You know, at that time it was like eighteen. It was a little bit later in the years, probably 18, 20, ish 25 or something like that. Because um, he was in his 20s by that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, at that point, like, he had, he just totally just changed. Like, he became a totally different person. Uh, you know, she went back and, like, <laughs> he, was, he was fighting with Isaac and. You know, almost about to die again, and that's why she she got pulled back into there. Right, because Isaac was beating him. Right, so Isaac wanted all the smoke. <laughs> so, um, you know, because of that, I mean, and he was drunk on top of that, Right. and so which wasn't, you know, we learned was was the norm, you know. Um. Yeah, that wasn't out of the ordinary. It wasn't like he got drunk that one time, right? You know, Nigel kind of t- revealed that to his dad, and you know, and, I'm gonna say his dad revealed that um, by asking Nigel some questions and and everything. Um, and yeah, it was, it was like at that point, that's where I kind of lost hope, and I was just like, yeah, this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna end well. This <laughs> yeah, thing would go well. Yeah before that i was like oh there's a chance there's a chance there that he could be better you know especially in the beginning because you're just like oh it's it's you know they were friends and they grew up to- they, they grew up together she was born free it's like it's the perfect setup you think right um but octavia did a good job of not not falling into the white savior trope you know um which obviously i'm sure it was intentional um but it's like that's what we we've grown to expect right it's like oh yeah the white savior he's gonna he's gonna come and he's gonna you know she's born free and they're gonna get fall in love and it's gonna be perfect and everything's gonna be great he's gonna save everybody and it's like no that's 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 not reality that's a trope <laughs> there's a reason why it's a trope right it's because it's, it's not reality Um more often than not, it's, it, historically we see that it's the opposite, and um, that's why, like I said before, like the book just like it made you, you thought it, it kind of, you know, kind of made you want to suspend reality and just be like, you know, I know how this normally plays out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Historically, there's thousands of stories just like this. I mean, obviously without the time travel, but <laughs> um, there's thousands of stories with. with like this where you know slaves uh slave masters are raping their slaves and different things um so you know a lot of us african-americans have white you know ancestors um because of that Mm -hmm. and you know so we know what the history is right we know how it plays out every time every single time um and it rarely plays out in the love story
0: (laughs) It's, it's um, almost never that,
1: like. Yeah. So to see it, uh, you know, in paper, <laughs> in writing, it's just like, I don't, I, I, I don't want it to end this way, but I know, realistically, this is how it, it always ends. You know, for the last, yeah. you know, at that two hundred. Well, this time, what are we at now? How many years is it? <laughs> it's been for four hundred, five hundred years. Um, I
0: mean, I mean if, if if we're counting. First if you start slaves, from sixteen
1: nineteen, it's well,
0: but, but if we count the first slaves that the Spaniards brought, not 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 included because uh, sixteen nineteen was the British. So if we count right. the first African slaves that the Spaniards brought, then we're talking about fifteen twenty six. Right. So so even uh, so we're four that's four years shy of five hundred.
1: Right. So four hundred and ninety six years. And <laughs> we know how it plays out every single time. Absolutely. Um So, yeah, that's the thing. that It's just like, man, you know, because like I said, most people, anyway, you read fiction to get away from reality um, and kind of, like, suspend all belief. But the tough thing is that, you know, reality, even in fiction, there's always some kind of reality. And so, yeah, I think she did a great job of that, of, like, just bringing it to reality and saying, like, yeah this is it's it's fictional, but there's some very real things happening here um that have happened historically and just bringing that to people's attention
0: yeah absolutely you know, um one thing that really surprised me about this book is that uh, it is kind of one of those you know how there's those uh, there's those black folks that be like, man, I wouldn't have been no slave. I'd have slapped Master. or uh, uh, yeah. I, you know, I'd have punched him in his mouth, or I'd have run right. away, or I'd have done this, or I'd have done that. Um, this was definitely one of those. What would you do if you were in that time frame? Um, situations, um, and not just for Dana, but for Kevin as well. Yeah. You know, how would yeah, how? You- yeah, because
1: he kind of. He kind of assimilated a little bit too, especially in that he, five-year he
0: stretch. Kind of quickly, yeah. Um, just in the, the time where they were there a couple months together, um, yeah. you know, he he assimilated pretty fast. Now, Rufus and Rufus said that once Dana had had gone, that Kevin had difficulty, you know determining between black and white and it was kind of a little bit more obvious since dana wasn't there to probably help you know balance him or keep him grounded but when they were there together he was he was playing the role you know pretty <laughs> pretty, pretty well you know and yeah. kind of a little too little too easy a little too quick with
1: yeah him. she had to cut him a side eye a couple times
0: yeah she, she was <laughs> like are you sure you're not enjoying this like right. you know
1: and then, and then when she was gone for five years, it was like he really, you know, he really. That's when he really kind of really started to assimilate. Um, yeah. And then even when he came back, he had a tough time when he came back of just like adjusting to what was real, the reality that he, the present day reality, and the reality he had just lived for the last five years, right.
0: Because you can't you can't tell me that somebody who's been living in this super preferential outwardly preferential towards you now you got to go back to where you don't you're not afforded that the, that privilege on that level anymore now, right. now that you've gotten used to it right you know
1: and you not know. to mention the things that he he said he saw you know he said he saw uh, he saw, you know, he saw about the rebellions and the slave rebellions, and mm-hmm. how he how he tried to help or he wanted to help, and you know different things. And yeah, I mean, you can't forget that stuff. <laughs> you know that that's uh. that's part of that's that's reality. And you know, tell,
0: and we and we know from his lack of knowledge beforehand that those rebellions were not something that he knew about.
1: I think he knew about them, but not.
0: He didn't. He even didn't know, what, know. He didn't even know what patrols were. That man definitely didn't know about slave rebellions. He didn't know about you no know, Nat Turner. He he didn't
1: know. I think he knew in the context of like what they teach you in school, right? Um, but not uh, in the context but, of like. But see, I, I would, how it really went down and why you know you know see, what I mean if, like the 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 no, black I, experience. I
0: would, I would disagree with you on that because. In 1976, when they're moving in together because they're getting married, well, they met, okay, so they met and she was 22. And yeah. then they got married and four years later, she's 26. And he yeah. was 32. So when this starts, he's 36 years old and it's 1976. So that means he was born in in 1940. I highly doubt they were educating about slave revolts in you know in elementary school in the late 1940s early 1950s for him or even middle school like i i doubt they were telling it because because as a kid myself in the 1990s they weren't talking they they talked about slavery they didn't talk in pwis they did not talk about slave revolts i didn't learn about slave revolts um, but they
1: still don't want to talk about them. I mean, yeah, twenty twenty-two.
0: <laughs> they still don't want to talk about <laughs> I learned about them because I did my own study. My parents provided me with materials um, and told me the truth. You know, the the, the yeah. school system didn't tell me any of that. You know, they didn't they didn't mention that. They didn't mention the Gullah Wars. They didn't mention any of that. The only only the only way most of us um, knew. About revolts or anything like that, or running away was from Roots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and that the, the, the once a year when Roots came on TV and everybody got <laughs> together and sat around and watched Roots, you know, that but <laughs> that, 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 that was that was it. So I, I highly doubt a white man in this fictional 1976 at 36 years old knew about any slave revolts until he saw them in in this time slip.
1: Well, see, I was thinking about it, and then they, like. I was thinking about it in the context of he definitely didn't know the truth, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like similar to you know, like these these peaceful protests, for example, right? Like mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter peaceful protests. And how how quickly they turned into riots, right? Um, depending on who's telling the narrative. Right. Right. And so I have like in my mind. And I could be wrong, but in my mind, I'm thinking these stories are being told, but from, you know, like similar to that, it's being told from a different perspective. Like, you know what I mean? It's being told from the white perspective. And so it's being told as like, maybe not a slave rebellion, but, or maybe it's still a slave rebellion, but maybe not in the, the way we look at it, right? Like it was... It wasn't, you know, slaves fighting for their freedom. It was something else. I don't know what. But definitely something negative in a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. And so when he sees it in reality and he sees these slaves and he sees what they go through, knowing what he knows from 1976 in the 1970s, um, it's like, wait. This is a, this doesn't play out the way I was taught. You know, this doesn't play out the way I learned when I was growing up. Because remember, his sister was totally against <laughs> him even marrying Dana. So I'm sure they had some conversations about black people, and you know,
0: well, I remember. But remember also, his sister had her black best friend, and she didn't start becoming racist until she got married to the the dude
1: fair that's true
0: you know and and then he's like you know because he, I mean, he was like shocked um that she was saying what she was saying
1: that's true i forgot about that yeah because you know, he did say that she had a black best friend yeah and then because she's kind of like
0: they were they were both sad and ugly and couldn't get boyfriends right you know
1: so yeah so yeah i guess maybe he didn't know but either way that's definitely uh <laughs> that was definitely a history lesson. For
0: oh, yeah, I, I absolutely was. For
1: a free. lifetime.
0: Yeah. Um, and it and definitely had to be, you know, he, he didn't see, he, you know, like you, you mentioned, you know, the, you know, Dr. King and, and the, you know, in, Um, Dr. King, so you mentioned the the Black Lives Matter protests and such Um, and, you know, we've got so many people like, oh, these are riots and they're, you know, they're burning down cities in which, you know, no cities have been burned down Um, You know, a couple fires started a couple targets that weren't even started by black people, but, you know, they're like, oh these these, quote-unquote riots but that's exactly what, you know, and they're like, oh, Dr. King wouldn't have done that or like that and I'm like, you're parents or grandparents said the exact same thing about dr king y'all called him a marxist he, you know y'all claim that the protests he was doing were uh were riots and they weren't nonviolent. and but now you want to talk about how much you love dr king and how right he was and this and that because right. you aren't actually listening to dr king you just you know whitewash and you know right. try to read his history and i think and that's a lot of where where kevin's perspective um prior to these times was coming from was yeah. just this you know you know whitewash regurgitated uh history that he you know he didn't know now he was in in 1976 you know or should say 1972 when they first met and um and also in the times he was very indignant when people were uh racist or inappropriate towards towards Dana or or towards you know black people in general he definitely did not like it um but he did not realize how much he himself was a part of it without even like realizing
1: right you know right yeah i, mean, I think cuz yeah cuz there's this like you know the the non the the unwilling participant, if you will um, where it's just kind of like he he wasn't willing, you know he was like you said he was he was sympathetic and he was definitely indignant towards those who were racist i mean let's just call it what it is um but there's this like, well, I didn't he didn't do enough, if you will. Right. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, well, is getting indignant enough? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I think that's where he struggled too with with the I think that's kinda where it kind of like it it was almost like his redemption in a way. Um, by participating in, in the, the revolts, um, and you know, actually doing like his part. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously I'm speculating, but I'm just thinking like, maybe he felt like, you know, I never did enough. Cause I mean, he obviously grew up I mean, if he was 40 in, in 1970, we say 1976, right? No, he mm-hmm. was 30, 36.
0: He was 36 then. Yeah.
1: So that means he 19, so he,
0: he, he grew up in the forties, right? He 50s.
1: grew up in the forties, fifties. He went through the civil rights movement in the '60s, you know, and and this is shortly after. I mean, ten years isn't a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was um, he would have been because he's thirty six in nineteen seventy. So he would have been in his twenties. So he was in his twenties during that right. time. Yeah,
1: and you know, at least from what we learn about his history, he never participated in any of it. Right. You know,
0: he because um, he, he should have been that second white dude with Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> but with you know marching at Selma with Dr. King, you know, right? Bernie loves talking about that.
1: <laughs> so I mean, you got to think about you got to think about that too. Like you know, he grew up during the civil rights movement and was did not participate. You know, at least from what we can tell, right? Right, and then he only finds himself in entrenched in black culture because he fell in love with a black woman Yep, you know and so for the last four years five years he's been learning what it means to be black and and also what it means to be married to someone who's black so yeah that's a lot i mean i i, I that part i give him credit for that's a lot to take on <laughs> Even in you know, even being white and privileged in eighteen, mm-hmm. you know eighteen at that time, what eighteen twenty five or whatever it was, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it
0: was it's it was definitely you know, an undertaking for for him as well. Um, one thing that I saw I noticed that was kind of interesting was that, um, and I kind of saw it you know once. Um, you know, Rufus had it on his mind that he was going to have Alice no matter what, and that, and I didn't trust him to send the letter that Dana wrote to to Kevin. I kind of figured he wasn't going to do that, but then to find out that his father Tom sent him the letter to Kevin that that was kind of surprising because because it, it even though Tom was still a piece of trash, he 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 softened in a lot of ways because, at least specifically towards Dana and and Kevin, because he, he knew there was something off there. Uh, obviously, he had seen her disappear before his twice. eyes twice. Um, he knew that there was something different about her and different about Kevin. Couldn't quite put his finger on it. Um, and it, and I think at first, it seemed that at first, it obviously, it bothered him. But then it seemed to like mystify him more than than bother him yeah and he definitely there were other times like he would have had them whipped or or killed or just tried to you know sell her off um but then he just kind of like kind just kind of seemed to soften by turning a blind eye to uh you know after that whipping he gave her he seemed to just start turning a blind eye to Things that normally would have been, you know, huge transgressions in in his eyes.
1: Yeah, I think it was, I think, well, partially if somebody disappeared. In front of, like the first time you're like, eh, was she even really there? Right. But the second time you're like mid, you know, mid lash <laughs> and she just disappears. And then, and, you know, you're kind of like, okay, God. <laughs> you know, like you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think I remember him being religious, but I'm sure he probably was, at least said he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you kind of like what, like what is, what is going on? You know, and like you said, with the, it's not like they had any kind of modern sci-fi or anything to explain this type of phenomenon where people are disappearing into um, thin air. And then also, I think um, we don't know what happened in that five years mm-hmm. with with Kevin. Like, we don't know how long he stayed before he. I think he stayed like a year, right? Before he finally just decided to up and leave because he, yeah, but she wasn't coming back, yeah. Um, so like, we don't know the conversations they had over that year. Obviously, I'm sure he was distraught, and. I'm sure he probably didn't do a good job of hiding it because he didn't do a good job of hiding it. No, like he ever. He was, he was <laughs> he not was. discreet. Yeah. So um uh I, I can imagine that probably, you know, added to added to it. Um added to his his I don't really? know if it's sympathy or like you said, the the mystification of it or um or maybe it's both. I don't know. Um but I can imagine his like you see this guy and you know, this man that, that has lived with you for, you know, a good amount of time. They stayed for months, you know, um, and you know, is supposedly his slave and that he bought and like nobody else at that time would be that distraught over losing a slave. Especially if she just disappeared into thin air, <laughs> it's one thing if like you know she ran away or whatever. Um, you probably be you probably be angry or whatever, like most slave owners were. But she just disappeared into thin air, and you're like, I'm sure he was like you know, because that was his only way home. Like he and maybe he didn't he didn't express that, but like that's his only way home. It wasn't like he was gonna magically disappear one day. It was like. If she doesn't come back i'm stuck here forever and you know 18 whatever fortunately he's white but you know that's a a completely different life to live you know you think about a hundred years from (laughs) from here you know us living in the 1900s like that's an entirely different life than we're used to um and then being stuck there it's like I mean that that's just one, and then it's your wife, um and so like maybe never seeing your wife again, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of emotions there, so I said all to say, we who knows what conversations he had with Tom over the course of that year um he may have even told him, like, hey, um, like that was my wife, and like she's gone and or whatever i don't know but i doubt it but maybe and so i can imagine i I can just imagine that there was some kind of conversations that were that went on though that made him that may have added to his already um softening or at least the mystique you know uh, or the intrigue it's like well Something's different about her. Obviously, she can appear and re—you know—disappear. Um, and so, the next time she comes back, I'm gonna keep her a little closer. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in, I, I need to—I need to know more. I'm intrigued, even if I'm not sympathetic. I'm intrigued. And so, and then there could be too. Like, maybe he had some. The one thing that I can say is like he always kept his word, you know he was he was he was faithful to his word, and so maybe who knows maybe he told Tom like maybe he they had some kind of thing like you know if she ever comes back, you know I'll make sure to find you or whatever so I don't know, but i I will tell you that did shock me that like he hadn't sent the you know Rufus hadn't sent those letters he had intentionally kept them um for all that time. That was I was like I was like I well, I didn't expect that. Cause it seemed like Dana was the only one that he was really sympathetic toward. He really trusted. And she saved his life like five times. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think he'd be like, Yo, I owe it to this woman to, you know, do right by her. But he really showed who he really was at that point. Even beyond, you know, his father. Yeah. So um, yeah.
0: Yeah, so um that leads into the probably one of the most disturbing parts um of this is the the finale where you know things have gotten so complicated between uh, Dana and and Rufus, where Rufus pretty much, um, well, Dana tries to get away. She wants to get away, so she um, she and Kevin eventually get away after Rufus chases them. After so, after the dad wrote the letters and Kevin shows up, they try to escape. Um, and Rufus shoots at them, putting them in danger. So she's scared. So she gets transported back um, to their time. She gets yep. pulled away again. And this time she's by herself. And to escape, she slits her own wrist. So, um, you know, you got some, you know, she causes self harm to yeah. scare her into to going back home to her time, which works. Um, and then. Be after being pulled back to the past again, Alice um, slits her own wrist and kills herself. Um, after just enduring the terrible torment from from Rufus, I
1: thought uh, she hung herself.
0: I'm pretty sure she slit her wrist.
1: I thought she hung herself. I don't know why I thought she hung herself.
0: Maybe I mean maybe I'm wrong because there was a lot of wrist slicing.
1: <laughs> there was.
0: Like oh. a whole lot of it. Um I to double check, but I'm pretty sure. Um let's see here. Um
1: Yeah. yeah a, you're right. Uh, she hung she herself. Was, yeah.
0: yeah. I mixed it I mixed him up. Okay, yeah, she hung herself. Um, because yeah, Alice, Alice was she was grieved and yeah, she she hung herself to kill herself. That's right. And so Dana, upset about Alice's suicide, goes to slit her wrists again, but this time but Rufus followed her um, and tries to rape her and uh bringing Uh, Alice, Alice (laughs) bringing Dana (laughs) to kill uh, Rufus, which she had kind of uh, had already played that out in her mind the the first time he stood up to her and started yelling at her telling her to get up and she was like, I ain't getting up Uh, and she was like you come at me in her head, she's like you come at me and you don't know I got this knife in my pocket I'ma stab you and you know and so she already kind of played that out, so yeah, we, multiple instances of self-harm, uh, two, two attempts to slice the wrist, one suicide by hanging, and then uh, Rufus again trying to rape her. So we've got this complicated situation because there's so much going on. Like, it, it, Butler has it really—and this is why I really wish we had a woman um, here because there's so much— Weird emotions going on, like I can't imagine being like kind of into your great 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 grandpa, who is a slave owning racist who just trying to rape you. You kind of want him, but you kind but you don't. And I'm like, that's did you get? I didn't get that feeling at all. I yeah, there there was, and that's why Kevin was like um, asking her like are you did you sleep with rufus like like you know and uh, he didn't like ask like if like she got raped really like he asked if she Mm. got raped but he was kind of like did you sleep with him like it because he just the vibe was weird
1: um i thought it was because like she was i thought it was more like he was asking like did she do it out of like fear You know, like, out of compliance and fear, you know? No, because there
0: there was that, like, point where, like, she saw that he, like, combed his hair and, like, washed him. And she's like, did you do that for me? Like, and that's generally stuff that women say, like, you know, when they're kind of into somebody. Like, you know. So, I mean, that's just the vibe I got. I could be wrong. Um, I, don't know, I didn't get and, that. And that and I, why, get more, I definitely got it from. I, I, that's why I wish for a woman here to help clarify that, because I could be completely off. And if any women listens to this, if I'm off, please add to the conversation. Um, yes. Comment. Um, put it in the review. Like, I want to know if I'm off in any way on this, because it's just to just speaking as me. If this happened to me and it was reversed. I would not have, you know, and I knew my great, great, my, you know, my white super great grandmother was, you know, was into me and had, and I had, I had overheard a conversation between her and, and, and her mother talking about, Oh, I know you want this one. And why don't you just keep that one? And he's going to give you less trouble and you can just get what you want from him. Like she had overheard a conversation. She knew rufus wanted wanted to have you know wanted to sleep with her so it was like I, I couldn't have any i would just be like ill no no like i couldn't have any you know even if you know even if she was drop dead gorgeous and you know, like ill like nah man there's and for how you are what you are and how you treat me and my people there, there's no way i could want you in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So, but unf- yeah. but I was just getting that vibe from how it was written and how the response were the responses were. I was like, I don't. This is just that's weird, you know. And, I, gra- I and, and, and Granted, and, and granted, I'm not taking away any of the possibility of. You know trauma bonds because we, we you know we know about Nightingale syndrome and, right. you know, and and trauma bonds and you know kidnapping victims who end up falling in love with their kid their, with their captors that's or a chemically induced infatuation for lack of a better term um, for, for their captors like that's a real thing. So I'm not I, and I kind of got that vibe you know from from their interactions in the in this adult. Time frame where those, I guess, last three time slips there that there was really like that her bond was starting to be okay with that a little bit and this just it just it Hmm. creeped it creeped me out I was like it was interesting
1: yeah Yeah, I didn't I didn't really get that I got more of like a I got more of a a sympathetic vibe from from like her from like she. Kind of felt sorry for him, um, because she's just kind of like it. Kind of felt like she was like, well, like look, like he's put in this impossible, almost like she felt sorry for him. Like he was, he's put in this impossible situation because just because of the, the mere fact of the time frame that he was born in. Like, if he was born, you know, a hundred years later, it would have been no problem with him and Alice getting married, and you know similar to her and um kevin and so uh, that was kind of the vibe that i got like she felt sorry for him um she felt sorry for like everything that had progressed over the course of his life Mm -hmm. Um, just like the 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 effects of his mom and his dad on him and and, the situation and like he really did you know weirdly but he really did love alice
0: I'll, or I'll least... I would say he was obsessed with Alice more than love. He was her. obsessed. Okay, fair. He was, yeah, okay. he was, definitely he was
1: infatuated with her. Um, and so. Yeah,
0: he lusted after her and right. all that, but he definitely didn't love her.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think she just kind of saw that. And like I said, she felt sorry for him or she felt something for him um, in that sense, but not so much like, yeah, I kind of dig him and I. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I didn't get that at all. Um, I, I mean, I, I saw that from his side, but that's because every from the beginning, everyone kept saying how much she, her, and Alice looked alike, especially when they were adults. Which I mean, makes sense because they're they're kin. Well, yes, yeah, bloodline. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, like, I wasn't really surprised when. You know, especially in that high emotion situation, you know, Alice hanging herself and then he's kind of like revealing to her, like, you know, what happened and then like emotions are high. I, I wasn't surprised that that's where he went with the situation. Um, but her, I didn't get that vibe at all. in any of those last three. Um time slips i was trying to think of a word (laughs) um i got it more from him like where he was like falling for her as much as as much as he was for alice you know um and so when he did you know try to rape her i was like yeah i saw that one coming
0: oh yeah Um,
1: because you know that's that's all that's all he knows you know um he doesn't know really like how he doesn't really know how to love, which is an engine. Which is like, again, like I said, I think that's where she felt sorry for him because it's like his his dad clearly didn't teach him how to love a woman, because um, no. the way he treated his his you know his, his mom daughter. his his yeah his mom and who all was also his second wife. Um
0: Well, the, yeah. and that's and it's and sad because uh, from what. He learned he really loved his first wife before she died, Miss yeah. Hannah. Like he really loved her, and they had something special. But you know, for whatever reason, why he married his mother, Margaret, um, who we haven't, who actually you know we haven't talked about it really, but there's not really much. We need to there talk wasn't about much her. there. Yeah, she she really wasn't worth talking about. Um, but
1: she had no like, I mean she she had no character development. She kind of stayed. Same. she
0: st- she's st- but you know what she stayed like most white people in that time or even now they she stayed what she was yeah there wasn't any change in her um she was the average person of that time um she she liked the even the, even though she wasn't glad for the place that she was in she was glad that she wasn't you know she wasn't black she wasn't a slave that's, you know, she was glad to be in the position she was in, even though she was very unhappy in her marriage and, and such. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought it was very, uh, I loved the biblical reference to um, Potiphar's wife. Um, <laughs> <when> <laughs> Kevin was describing how she was pursuing him. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a Christian home. Well, uh, it would have been very biblical in here because she was coming at me like Potiphar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. I was, that was, was good. That was, that was, that was, that was well done. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That's a nice little, uh, a little chuckle in the middle of all the drama.
0: <laughs> yes, a- a- absolutely. Um, a nice little chuckle. Uh, so <laughs> um, Last So at the very end after So what what I still don't understand And I don't You mentioned it before But we hadn't talked about it um, So when she kills Rufus She stabs him twice He's holding on to her She gets pulled back to uh, 1976 But her arm is severed Yeah I still don't understand why she loses the arm? Like I don't, I don't get it. Um, the apparent you know, the paradox tells me that she's the one who kills Rufus, regardless. And obviously, the children, the two children they had, survived because they were sent to um, to Baltimore. So you know, obviously, her killing them doesn't kill her bloodline. But why it changes her? in the present and she loses the arm i i just don't i don't get that did you pick up anything that kind of that explains that cuz that part just baffles me
1: uh i thought it was just a um <laughs> you know i'm I was, I was i didn't think i didn't think it all the way through but yeah i i thought it was just kind of like a a product of the fact that, like, because he grabbed her arm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when she she's going back, and then her arm ended up, it wasn't severed, but it ended up stuck in the wall. And then they had to sever it. That was the only way they can get it out of the wall. Because remember, she said like her arm was in inside the wall, or or like right. halfway in the wall, or something like right. that.
0: Yeah.
1: So I, I took it as like because of him holding her, he, her. Wouldn't, he wouldn't let go right and remember he and i was thinking about it like remember he said like he could see her right he right. was like he can see her through uh, he i don't remember it was time, like the, yeah it was like the floor or something like that and so i was thinking that maybe that's like it was a physical portal mm. that was only one way okay if that makes sense so like you know you like, like you think of like a like a, yeah, a portal. She could, she
0: could never see him. She just felt the, the nausea. Right, right.
1: It I wasn't mean. like the portal never opened up on her side. It, right. She would just disappear and end up in that time. But like he could always see her, and it was almost like it makes me wonder if like maybe he was pulling her through.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, he was definitely pulling her through because every time she appeared it was because you know of some trauma he was going through right. he was always the trigger
1: well yeah i mean i know he was like so,
0: but no but it, ma- s- it it makes sense because he would see her um so because he's somehow the trigger him holding on to her arm trying to keep her there yeah that ma- okay yeah, now that makes more sense you definitely thought it through a lot more than i did cuz i was like <laughs> hey, you know i know honestly part of it for me was probably just my indignation that is because she got the very worst out of all of this, um, in my opinion. And it's like this innocent woman, no one, she didn't ask to be back to the 1800s. You know, she didn't ask for all this trauma to happen um, to to her physically, emotionally, to her marriage. And, like, let's remember, they wasn't married long. Like, they had just moved into their apartment together. They hadn't been married for very long. So... You know, in in their timeline, they spent more time apart while married than together. So you know, there there's a lot of damage, maybe some irreparable damage to to that marriage. Um, and then you've got irreparable damage to her physical body now because of, of of him. And you know, like she's she's the worst off out of all of this, um, except for like maybe. You know, you know, Alice killed herself. She told she, Alice went out on her own accord. So, yeah, she's the worst off. And so I think my part of like, man, I read all this and my hero doesn't even get like a satisfying ending. You know, she, she loses her, she is losing her arm because of this piece of trash you can't let go. Like, that, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I didn't think it was going to have like a happy, happy ending, but. I was like, man, why does this sister gotta lose her arm? Like, come on, man, why couldn't she lose like a, a pinky toe or something, <laughs> <laughs> or just like you know, I don't know.
1: Uh, but I'll, I'll, I guess it's maybe like it's a reminder, you know. Um, it's like a it's it's a way to remind her of of. Her her family legacy history, um, the trauma that is, that is her bloodline, you know, um, I don't know, is it, is
0: well, you know, I'm as I as I think about the time frame when Octavia Butler wrote this. I mean, the book came out um, in '79, so I think it possibly would have would would have been a more of a parallel to think about for for that time frame uh, yeah. in life what was going on in the country you still had places um in the country um that were still segregated you still had schools that were still segregated um, still in schools places that were still fighting seg- you know desegregation um, and just. So I mean, I, I think possibly is just some of that. Some of the, is the the authors um, trying to tie that trauma to now as 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 a illustrating of the tangibility of that trauma, even though you know it was a hundred you know hundred fifty years ago, how tangible to present day that trauma still is.
1: Yeah. So I got a quote. Here you go. Okay. <laughs> Um, it says uh, in an interview, in an interview in 1985, Butler suggested that this trauma partly comes from attempts to forget America's dark past. Mm. And then, end quote, I think most people don't know or don't realize that at least 10 million blacks were killed just on the way to this country during the Middle Passes. They don't really want to hear it, partly because it makes whites feel guilty. End quote. In a later interview with Randall. Randall Keenan Butler explained how debilitating this trauma has been for Americans, especially for African-Americans, as symbolized by the loss of her protagonist's left arm. Quote, I couldn't really let Dana come all the way back. I couldn't let her return to what she was. I couldn't let her come back whole, and losing an arm, I think, really symbolizes her not coming back whole. Antebellum, Antebellum slavery didn't leave people quite whole, end quote.
0: Yeah, that makes so, sense.
1: So there you go. It's like I said it's kind of a reminder of his well, I said her family history, but she, history in general.
0: Yeah. That's a great that's a great find. Wow. Yeah. Well done. Well done. <laughs> well done. Yeah. So um to 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 wrap up the this uh discussion this summary, again, this this book is is kindred by Octavia Butler. Um, it is a novel that was published, uh, published in 1979. Um, even though it's more of a historical fiction, you sometimes do find it labeled under sci-fi because she is a sci-fi writer. So, And the time travel. And the time travel, yes. Yeah. So if you're struggling to find this in your library, you may need to look into a different section not under historical fictions, but you may need to look under sci-fi. Um, I want to thank, uh, one, even though everyone wasn't able to make this recording, I want to thank everyone um, in FCFC who read the book. Um, and I want to thank, obviously, my man, Unique uh for reading it and having this great discussion uh, on Kindred with me. Um, before, before we go, Unique DNA, uh, let them know where they can find you. You know, on on social media.
1: Uh, i um, Unique DNA everywhere. So U N I Q DNA, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch. <laughs> yeah, literally everywhere. Yeah. Literally everywhere. If you just, if it's social, uh, except for TikTok, I don't have a TikTok. Um, but if it's social. And I'm on it, and you look up unique DNA, it should be me. (laughs) Um, Unless somebody stole my TikTok name. I should claim that just so nobody else takes it. Um, And then, uh, yeah, I mean, you can check us out, of course, on the Original Jeek Podcast, um, the Jeek Nation community, the For Christ, For Culture community. Um, You can check me out. And sometimes... Rocking Mr. Magic on the Dads Like Anime podcast. And uh yeah, and we just we do a lot of other stuff too. But yeah, those are our main ones.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like he said, um, I am pretty much rocking Mr. Magic everywhere on social. Um, so it's you know, on Twitter, IG, Facebook. Um, you can again you can find some of the joint things that he and I do. Uh, the original Jeek podcast, the Jeek Nation Facebook community, Jeek Nation Discord. Uh, I do love being a guest on the On Dweller, the Dads Who Love Anime podcast that Unique uh, DNA hosts and produces, uh, as well as I am the founder of this group, uh, For Christ, For the Culture, a.k.a. FCFC. And FCFC simply exists for Christian blurs to uh, connect with each other, um, love, our, love each other, love our community, for Christ, and keeping it for the culture, being a space where our blackness and our uh, our Christ likeness are not toned down for the general masses, but are are shown and brightened and highlighted. And we should not have to uh, reduce our blackness because we're trying to emulate Christ. We want to emulate Christ through our through who we are and through our culture. Cause that's how God made us, and that's our that's what we're trying to do. Uh, so check definitely check us out. the The plan for this group is to grow, um, and not just grow in the group, but we want to uh, continue to have conversations around other things within the culture, books, television, film, gaming, uh, all you know blurred related things that we enjoy. Um, hopefully, I have a website coming out soon. And uh, continue to make more content like this. Uh, Lastly, if you have any suggestions because you want to join us for Book Club, um, join the FCFC group on Facebook and introduce yourself. Leave a post and say, hey, you would like to check out um, us on Book Club. You want to contribute. You want to read a book with us. Give us book suggestions. Uh, We would love to curate a list to help us uh, make choices on what to read next so for everyone uh in fc fc book club for now and in the future thank you for listening we out